Welcome to Her Fantasy Football. You can hear us on Blog Talk Radio slash Her Fantasy Football and on iTunes. Make sure to subscribe to us on HerFantasyFootball.com so you can get our newsletter so we can help you set your Week 15 lineup. Woohoo! Week 15. And a friendly reminder, make sure to tune into our radio show on SiriusXM Fantasy Sports Radio from 9 to 11 Eastern on Saturday night. You can chat with us on Twitter at HerFantasyFB and on Facebook slash HerFantasyFootball. I'm your host, Courtney Kirby. I'm here with my wonderful sisters, Ashley Williams and Brandon Marianne Lee. Happy holidays, ladies. It's the second day of Hanukkah. Yep. How's that going? Great. Lit our candles. The kids got, um, remember those boards that mom used to always have that had the, like the pillow bottom that was like beady that she put on our lap and so she could yeah. do like word mm -hmm. searches and stuff. So I got kid size ones for them. That's what oh, they got nice. today. Ooh, I like that. Yeah. Do they like it? They do like it. They're like, it's a pillow. No, it's mom. It's a pillow. I'm like, no, it's not a pillow. <sighs> It's like a table so pillow. It's like a table pillow. Exactly. And they always want to like sit on different tables and stuff. I'm like, this is perfect. Now you can like sit on the couch, sit in your bed, you know, do what you need to do. Nice. Traveling busy women just, you know, ride along. So yes, very, it was very nice. Anyways, we celebrate Hanukkah in my family and my sister's families. They do not totally fine. We're not going to get into the complication of it all. It's not important. But we are going to get into the complication of the NFL because 2017 is not letting us down. Woo! Week 14 was a doozy. I think if I owned them, they probably got negative points. So um, I had a really good week last week. So we're going to help you. Hopefully you're in your semifinals. Um ready to make it into the playoffs. This is a big one or into the championship game. This is a big one for, for a lot of people. Week 15, we're going to start you off with the game of the week because that's how the NFL does their schedules. We get the Denver Broncos, the Indianapolis Colts. Woo! I wonder how long they spent trying to figure out what game they could swap in for this game because it's going to be so bad. So bad. I mean, we're Bronco fans. Not even want to watch it, but, you know. No. Um, you only have one must-star in this team, and even that I don't feel fantastic about, and that's Demarius Thomas. He caught 8 of 12 targets for 93 yards and a touchdown uh, against the Jets last week. It's a great matchup against the Colts to give up the 8th most points for wide receivers, but I still don't feel really solid about him because since week 9, his points were 13, 10, 12, then it dipped down to 1 point in 2 points, and then 15... He seems to be mainly in the double digits, and Trevor Simeon seemed better last week than than prior. But again, man, that is dicey. I would say he's a wide receiver two, uh, wide receiver three, if you can get away with it, just because I don't know how you can trust anyone on this Broncos team, to be honest with you. Emmanuel Sanders, one catch for 16 yards on four targets. Uh, he scored under two points four weeks in a row now. So, nope. Nope, I don't, I don't care how good this matchup is. He has only scored double-digit points twice this season. You cannot play Emmanuel Sanders. I don't think we'll realize how bad Emmanuel Sanders has been this year. It's really No, bad. I think it's kind of one of the guys we've kind of overlooked this year of, like, really how awful oh, he's commenting like, about really, how bad he's been? Yeah. It's been bad. It's been pretty bad. Yeah. So well, you because definitely... we kept thinking this isn't real life. Mm-hmm. 
We're going to have to do Emmanuel Sanders' scary stuff this week on our SiriusXM show because yeah. it's, it's the honest truth. He's scary. That's scary. He's got every opportunity to blow up and literally get you 18 points this week, and it probably will happen. But if you put him in your lineup, he will get you the one or two points that he's been doing all season long. Yeah. So you can't do it. Can't nope. do it. I don't care how good this matchup is. You can't do it. Uh, CJ Anderson, he's a sleeper. He rushed 48 yards on 22 carries and caught two catches for 25. He has an incredible matchup. And he has that upward tick in touches, which is what I like to see. I feel pretty good about CJ Anderson. But I would say that I like him in a flex role more than an RB2, but it's a Thursday game. And you should not ever put Thursday players in your flex role because you don't know who might get injured in practice or such the next day or two, which we've had happen multiple times this season. Um, and that's a shout-out to Scott Brooks at AZFan84, who asked us that question on Twitter a few weeks ago. And I think we were like, I don't know why we haven't brought up because I feel like it's one of those foundational methods that we talk about maybe in the beginning of the season, but back to basics. But as a reminder, you do not want to play Thursday night players in your flex role. So CJ Anderson, I would say RB2 um, if you need to. But again, plan just playing when you're starting the flex for that case. And Bench. also, you guys, flex is short for flexible. Like you want yep. it to be flexible. So if you have any as late as you can go for those players, the better. Um, so that you can switch them out if, like, let's say they're in Snowmageddon, like the Colts Bills mm -hmm. game last week or something, and you can be a little more flexible. So yeah. Or like when Antonio was br Brown was injured two weeks ago, it was a game time decision. I moved him to my flex role, set my wide receivers. And had, case, I had to to pull them out. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. There you go. So, so there's people that while they have flex value, depending on what day of the week they play, will determine where you actually put them in your roster. He may still, he'll score less than who you may have in your flex potentially, but you just can't put him in your flex in case there's injury because then you don't give yourself an opportunity to make any moves. But bench Devontae Booker and Jamal Charles, their touches have gone down drastically. I'm hoping with two solid weeks of CJ Anderson and the you know mid-teens to 20s on touches that we, they're finally establishing one back, so you can't play them. And uh, Trevor Simeon, 19 of 31 for 200 yards, one touchdown. Um, he is only acceptable to play in two quarterback leagues or flex leagues, um, but you're definitely not going to roll with him as a streamer this week, despite how good the matchup is. None of the receivers are catching balls. And the news doesn't get any better, so let's move on to the Colts. Yeah, that's right. I'm here to disappoint. <laughs> mm, mm. All right. Uh, I'm not even going to go into, as I said, the snowball that happened last week because really those stats don't matter. But actually, I did bring it up a little bit when I started diving in. So, um, But let's just say it was funky town. Um, what a weird, fun game to watch. I loved it. I, it was I loved fun. It, it was so like, fun. It was like so real. Like, felt like football, you know, with the snow and all the snow angels. Yeah. So bills. So bills. Uh, so uh, Dante Moncrief has been ruled out already for this week. Um I mean, already it's Wednesday night and the game's tomorrow, so it's not that early, obviously. With that ankle injury, supposedly he's going to be back in week 15, but who cares? I mean, really. Week 16, yeah. Um, week 16, yeah, that's right. Gosh, this is what I'm talking about. We, he was out for week 14 and week 15, might be back for week 16, whatever. Um, I, I should – so I asked this question on Twitter, whether or not we should eliminate the tight end position. And, I, you know, we joke about it, but really you can do a league where it's just a flex where you could play a tight end. Um, and I'm going to say right now that probably one of the more reliable tight ends has been 
Sorry, guys, but Jack Doyle, especially in PPR mm -hmm. leagues, and he did score that touchdown again in Snowmageddon that we're not really talking about. Um, but the week before that, he caught seven passes, uh, you know, for four, you know. And so I, I think that he's a top pick this week against the Denver Broncos to give up a ton of points to opposing tight ends. Uh, not as of late, but they haven't played against good tight ends as of late. We're not even going to talk about that Jets game because poor Josh McCown, which, by the way, guys, I get it. Like, we all were trying to win fantasy games i understand but the guy like hurt his back went back in and then broke his hand for crying out loud he didn't purposely lose you your game and it wasn't a terrible call he just got murdered and now he's out yeah. for the season and it's sad <laughs> anyway we'll get into that later so um other than that ty hilton has three games of over 150 yards and he has two games of only 15 yards and no touchdowns I don't know what he's going to do because the guy scores a touchdown against the Jags. He's one of the, only, the few people that can do it. So I don't know. I don't know what to tell you about him. Um, and then uh, I said I wouldn't talk about it, but Frank Gore had a season-high 130 rushing yards. Yeah, he did. And he actually talked about how he has a chance to have 10 games of over 1,000 rushing yards. He's at 762. Now, I'm going back and forth on this because the guy got 36 carries last week, and that's a lot. So I keep thinking that they're going to go to Marlon Mack a little bit more, and it's a bad matchup anyway. But then I'm like, man, if he's close, I mean, I know it's 240 yards. That's quite a bit to get done in three games, for Gore at least. But That's doable. I don't know. So I'm intrigued by this. I I, I, I feel like he is he's in desperate situations only and probably not in your playoffs, but it certainly is intriguing. And then you don't start Brissette in your fantasy playoffs against the Broncos. Poor Vinatieri. The guy was a baller in that snowmageddon. I mean, just yeah, unbelievable. Tough, tough kicks. I mean. Oh, wow. Wow. But you can't start him because they could get shut out against the Denver Broncos defense. And obviously, even against Travis Simeon, you can't start the Colts defense. They're just not good enough, even in good matchups. It's true. It's true. Not, yeah, it's it's a scary one. Obviously, you can start the Denver's defense, though. They are performing better now than they were before. All right, we got the Chicago Bears, the Detroit Lions. All right, Chicago Bears. Well, I did want to say that we got a little bit of an update on Zach Miller. If you guys remember that really gruesome injury that happened, um, he had to undergo eight surgeries mm. on his injured left leg. And supposedly, quote, unquote, there's no timetable to resume a normal life. Now, oddly enough, though, he keeps saying that he wants to return to the NFL. He's 33 years old. I don't know, but it's all very sad. I'm going to keep an eye on it because we know that when we see these things, it's kind of like the Ryan Shazier injury, too. We want to keep you guys abreast. Uh, Jordan Howard got his groove back last week, just like we knew he would. Mm -hmm. And uh, let me tell you, Cincinnati, poor Cincinnati, they have no defensive players left whatsoever. <laughs> um, uh, but, you know, hey, uh, you know, he carried the ball 15 times for 125 yards and a touchdown uh, against Detroit in week 11 as well. So I'm going back to that well against Detroit this week so yes, lather rinse repeat mm. mitchell trubisky had the game of his life uh he had 25 completions for 271 yards a passing touchdown and a running touchdown um however trubisky has yet to throw more than one touchdown in a game in the national football league um i think they're going to want to run this one out as much as possible against the detroit lions so i don't think he's going to do it again but you know hey i think he does have a future i just think this is a really rough year and by the way again remember cam meredith went out cam Kevin White went out. They had to bring in Dontrell Inman. Speaking of Dontrell Inman, somehow this guy is the number one wide receiver for four weeks in a row. And by the way, undisputed that he was definitely the number one target. Then he gets zero targets in the game that Mitchell Trubisky goes bonkers. I know. What? what? And instead, it's Kendall Wright who goes for over 100 yards. What? No. Mm -mm. So how I do you even trust rank either of these guys? Who did you not rank? Which one? Both? 
I right? Didn't. You were like, yeah. no. I was like, no. Mm-mm. No, we're not. I'm not tolerating this. So no, we're not. <laughs> I just, yeah. I, I mean, I don't know. I, I don't, you can't trust either of them. And uh, FYI, um, it looks like Wright, Kendall Wright has a, a shoulder injury, uh, but it's supposedly not going to be a big deal. But just in case you are deciding to chase points and you don't heed our advice here on the show, um, you want to watch that. Uh, I, sleepers I do like, though, is Adam Shaheen. Again, we keep saying his name on this show. He's only had two targets that he has not caught so far in the National Football League. He doesn't get a lot of volume. He did score a touchdown last week. Again, tight ends are miserable. So miserable. Um, this is intriguing. And actually, his first game uh, or his first touchdown of his career was against Detroit. So um, there's a possibility that something does happen here. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Uh, Titans have scored five times. Uh, is that right? No, he didn't. I'm sorry. I, that wasn't that wasn't the right answer. The, his first touchdown was not against the Lions. I was I wasn't even looking at my notes. Let's see, I can't do that. I can't do that. But my point is, is that actually tight ends have scored five times on the Lions over the last four weeks. So there is a chance that he gets into the end zone again, and so I find that intriguing. But if he doesn't, he could get you a goose egg because it's the Bears. Um, he was limited in practice due to a chest injury, but no one thinks that he's going to be held out of the game. Tariq Cohen, we were just talking about this in the pre-show because Courtney was asking about picking him up. I don't know what to say about him. Uh, I am intrigued. He saw 12 carries last week, rushed for a career-high 80 yards. Um, he had a touchdown called back, too. He could have had a bigger game. He does look good. I'd like for them to continue using him. Again, I don't trust the Bears as far as I can throw them. Um, and listen, he had a good game against Detroit last time. I think that if you are desperate in that flex situation, I'd like to hear other options, but it is intriguing. I'm not starting Santos or their defense, and I think this could be a weirdly high-scoring game. How weird is that? I know, right? All right, so this is not the best matchup for but Detroit plays Chicago's tough. And I think they will turn out okay. Just as Brandon said, like, I think this might be a very high-scoring game. So I am starting Matthew Stafford, who played all week with that injured hand with no setbacks. That's good news. The last time he played the Bears, he had over 18 fantasy points. I think there's high potential here. You can start both Marvin Jones and Golden Tate in that order. I know it was a Tate day last week, and that is going to happen. But the last time this team met, the Bears, they rolled with Jones. I think they will roll with Jones again this week. Both will see the targets now that Stafford is back to full health, so I'm okay with both of them. Um, Detroit defense, we've got them ranked number seven. I'm okay with that, and I'm okay with you going with Theoretic this week as a flex. I will say that Amir Abdullah looks like he will be returning this week after missing the last two weeks, which when Riddick has had double-digit days or the last two weeks and Abdullah has been absent. But listen, Riddick had 21 fantasy points, which is more than Abdullah has had all season in standard leagues. So Detroit would be silly to just forget about him and not give him the opportunity to at least score. So I'm not playing Abdullah for the record. Riddick, no more than a flex just because Abdullah is back. If he wasn't back, I would say I'd be okay with you rolling with him as a running back too. Uh, on your bench, Kenny Galladay is just not a big enough part of the game plan to rely on him. Eric Ebron was targeted 11 times. What is even crazier is that he caught 10 of them. Which that is, is nuts. I thought of oh, you. Miracles. Don't worry. He fumbled the ball because that is what he does. He tries to do something to tick me off every Sunday. That's why I hate you and appreciate you all at the same time. Obviously, you cannot rely on him. 
Brandon, you got something to say? <laughs> I do. You guys, we have the most adorable sponsor this week. Um, we are so happy to welcome back BarkBox. Dogs are obviously part of the family, and they have monthly delivery services basically for everything under the sun. So why would you leave out your little pup love? I have a little pup love named Lucy, and um, she's a little spoiled, and that's it's perfect mm. for her. Just yep. a little. Um, listen, for a free extra month of BarkBox, visit BarkBox.com slash HerFantasyFootball. And when you subscribe to a six or 12 month plan, you can get that free extra month. So um, listen, every month BarkBox paw picks the best all natural treats. Uh, and it's super fun. And they got unique toys um, that match your dog's unique size, allergies, or the amount that they chew and what have you. Um, so you just choose your dog size, you choose a plan, one, six or 12 months. Um, and then you get a BarkBox on the 15th of the month and it ships your door, free shipping, and they'll replace any items that your dog doesn't like. How cute is that? Your dog can have opinions. <laughs> anyway, it doesn't oh matter God. because I'm telling you the dogs love it. They absolutely do because my dog now freaks out anytime that we get a package at all thinking that it's her bark box and I want to show you this cute little thing. So we got this Alice in Wonderland um, themed box and cute. this is it crinkles and it squeaks and oh. it smells good. I know that's weird, but you I know, know how the dog toys love the smell of the dog toys. Well, because other dog toys stink. That's true. They're disgusting, and these are adorable. They almost smell <laughs> like roses. Unreal. Um, yeah, so listen, it's, they also support local and small businesses, and everything that's edible is made in the U.S. or Canada, so it's pretty cool. Uh, again, for a free extra month of BarkBox, you can visit BarkBox.com slash HerFantasyFootball when you subscribe for six or a 12-month plan. That is when you get the free extra month. So thanks, BarkBox. Yay, BarkBox. All right. We have the Miami Dolphins and the Buffalo Bills. Do we? So prior to getting on the show, Brian and I were talking about um, Tom Brady, and I will not steal her thunder. I will let her discuss Tom Brady later. But I loved how people were shocked that Miami won the game because I was not shocked that Miami won the game. They play the Patriots tight every season, so I'm not super surprised by it. But what I will say is that Kenyon Drake rushed 25 times for 114 yards and then add another 79 yards off five catches. That surprised me a little bit. That was more than I anticipated from Drake. Uh, and yeah, that was against the Patriots, but he looked fantastic. And with Damian Williams not likely to play again this week, he is not practicing. Drake is a must start given, and the Bills give up the most points to running backs. So, while I don't think you're going to have exactly the same day, I think he still will have a huge game. So if you are a Drake owner, you should be very excited about this potential matchup. Jarvis Landry caught eight of eight targets for 46 yards, and he had two touchdowns. I would also like to point out that I lost in one of my leagues due to the last catch of the game. Thank you, Landry. See, Thank Dolphins you so screw much. you over some way, Less somehow, than one point I lost by. Less than one point. Like, I think it was like a minute, 12 seconds left, and he catches that ball, and I'm like, just lost. Thanks Sorry, Ashley. Dolphins are the worst. <sighs> anyway, the Bills have a pretty stout secondary. 
But you don't bench the guys who got you here, guys. I know this is a bad matchup on paper for Landry, but you can't bench Landry. You just can't do it. You got to play him. Now, Kenny Stills, I have in my sleeper category. He did you dirty last week, two of four for 18 yards, which was incredibly disappointing from the 13 targets the week prior. Uh, but what I'll say is Devontae Parker saw a little bit more love, but not by much, catching four of six targets for 40 yards. I don't know who Cutler will favor this week. Uh, and with a bad matchup, they're both risky plays, to be honest with you. So um, you look to see what your options are. This is a classic case of, you know, weighing your options. He may be still your best option. But again, I, I don't know which way that's going to lean. Bench Jay Cutler. He may have a nice uh, game. And he had a pretty good game last week. You know, 263 yards, three touchdowns. But the Bills are not as easy as the Patriots were. So don't be tempted by last week's performance and want to play Jay Cutler. You've got when is Jay Cutler two good games in a row? I know. I mean, I mean, how mad will you be with yourself if you stream Jay Cutler and he, and he blows it for you? I mean, I just, you got to play the odds people and that's just bad news. So I don't like that. Uh, Same with wide receiver grant. He caught two, four targets for 42 yards and a touchdown that also just so happened to be his first touchdown of the year. So don't get cute here and try to put him in. That's a bad idea. And I vote no for Julius Thomas as always onto the bills. Start with the news. Nathan Peterman is officially in the league's concussion protocol, and Tyrod Taylor is practicing in full this week. Uh, he had the knee injury last week, and he is expected to get the start. Uh, coach said that Tyrod Taylor would remain the starting quarterback when healthy. Sorry if I don't exactly take you at your word at that, Sean. Um, but this is a middle-of-the-road matchup for Taylor, so you probably have better streaming options than him, but he's a decent option. So um, I just also don't know if you want to ride with Tyrod Taylor, I'd probably honestly feel better about Blake Bortles, but that might just be me. I feel great uh, Sean, about Blake Bortles. Yeah, I was like, Starter. and he's Starter. out there. He's out there. Really? Because weren't you making fun of me earlier this year, Brand, when I was talking about Blake Bortles being a good streaming option? It was like preseason, and you said he was a great quarterback. I That's did not say I, he was a great yes, quarterback. I did. said not a streamer. That, you said he was a great. No, I said that he always ends up like top 15, top 10 when all is said and done. For him being a bad quarterback, he puts up good fantasy points, which he does. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Um, Anyway, (laughs) uh, LaShawn McCoy, as Brandon said, with the crazy game, 32 carries for 156 yards and the winning touchdown and the pile of snow against the Colts. Uh, This game was basically the LaShawn McCoy and Frank Gore show. Um, literally there was very few passes thrown. So it should have been, um, and it should have been that way in the conditions, but don't expect 32 carries this week. Miami does give up the ninth most points to running backs, but I would expect him to get more so around, I'd say 22 touches than uh, 30 plus. He should have a great game. Uh, he's an RB1 this week, but what I will tell you is LaShawn McCoy was limited in Wednesday's practice, uh, but he was not mentioned as anyone that would be limited in practice, which probably just means it was more of a rest day than actual injury related in terms of you got a guy with 30 plus carries in a brutal game with weather. I think that's more what it's about. I don't think I have anything to worry about in terms of actual injuries. Sleeper, Calvin Benjamin, uh, he left the game uh, with a knee injury, which is the same knee injury that has held him out for a few games. I don't like the sound of that. I also don't like the sound of him being limited in practice on Wednesday. Um, so he is considered day to day to have him point. play in that stupid snow game. So when dumb. He has a no so dumb. Knee problem. You've so got stupid. So talk stupid. about a horrible way for your stability of your knee is just dumb. And he and he reaggravated he re- it. So um, I will tell you, you should not plan on having him in your lineup, regardless if he plays or not. Um, I don't like the Great. sounds of him reaggravating a knee injury. So make sure that you make plans um, to not play him. 
if you have to, you do. But again, you need to have a backup plan as of right now because he is day to day. Bench, um, just a quick update more than anything because Zay Jones has not really been fantasy relevant the majority of the season, but he has now been placed behind Deontay Thompson on the depth chart. So uh, Jones did have, uh, did not, excuse me, did not have a catch in last week's game, which is not surprising because again, there was minimal throws being, uh, passes being thrown, but even if Benjamin doesn't play, I do not think that you should use either one of them in a bad matchup. So just don't go there either. All right, Brandon, let's see you get through the Los Angeles Chargers, the Kansas City Chiefs. Two things, though, real quick that do not have to do with this matchup that are really, really important. The first one is that actually this game and the Chicago-Detroit game are on Saturday. We have a yes. game in between here in our write-up, but um, those are both Saturday games. So you guys, you not only want to set your lineup before the Thursday night game, but go and check again Saturday. The first Saturday game is going to be at 4.30 Eastern. So make sure that you do that. I, want, I don't want anyone to miss out on that. The second thing is one of our listeners that's actually watching our YouTube show just said, I would rather quit fantasy football than start Jay Cutler on my team. And I think that's, that that's, that's a good valid logic. statement. It's good logic. Right? Just wanted to point it out because I think we all agree. So... I don't care what he did on Monday night to, to Tom <laughs> Brady. I'm out. Don't be tempted. I think other than Adam Gaze, I think coaches would rather quit football than have him on their team. At this point, they know they're getting fired. But speaking of people not getting fired, it's the Chargers. So I'm just going to make this real pithy, you guys. Last week, the Chargers were the hosts of the Washington Redskins, and Rivers went over 300 yards, just like we knew he would. Keenan Allen went over 100 yards, just like we knew he would. Melvin Gordon scored more touchdowns, just like we knew he would. And then Hunter Henry also scored a touchdown, just like we knew he would. You guys, I mean, listen, there are a lot of analysts out there who are saying that uh, Philip Rivers does not play well against Kansas City, especially at Arrowhead, and they're telling you to sit them. I just don't see any numeric reason to tell you that. And one of the reasons I'm kind of against this, and even though I do believe that you should look at the track records of teams against teams, is that nothing about this Chargers team is like the previous years of the Chargers, because unlike the other years where they've gone downhill at the end of the season they're going, they're up. going up they're going up so it's yep. a completely different situation and of course philip rivers had his worst game of the year and i'm talking he scored just over three three fantasy points the last time he played against the chiefs which is in week three i believe um that's tragic that's obviously terrible yeah it was week three I agree, but I don't think that's even within the realm of possibility here. I, I don't think that maybe he'll have a 25-point game, but I also don't think that he's going to have like a 10-point game. I, I I just think that those days are not what's happening And the Chiefs' right now. defense wasn't isn't what it was in week three either, so... Exactly. Yeah. So Marcus yeah. Peters is going to come back from suspension, but he did have a week off. They still obviously don't have Eric Berry, but haven't had Eric Berry since week one. So um, they, their defense just isn't clicking. I, I just, there is no, I feel irresponsible telling you to sit them because of some narrative that Philip Rivers doesn't do well against the Chiefs, even though, yes, statistically he doesn't. But again, nothing like it about this team is the same as before. And I'm going to say this too, uh, you know, Tyrell Williams is a boomer bust play that boomed last week. I don't know. It could could be Travis Benjamin instead. I think they're both risky. But again, there are a lot of riskier players that are playing on teams that are scoring a lot less points. So I did want to say their names out loud to you. Hunter Henry was limited in practice with a calf injury, but everyone expects him to be a go. Still keep your eye on that, though. Um, the defense scored eight or more points in all but one game since week seven, 10 or more in all but two uh, in that same amount of time. So you want to 
team that scores double digit points. Great. But the problem is, is that the opposing defense uh, has eight or more fantasy points against the chiefs only three times in 14 games in all years. So mm-hmm. I put them in the sleeper category instead of the must start. Cause I'm not quite sure which side of this is going to work out. Um, Eckler is involved from a football perspective, but he just keeps making mistakes, like not getting out of bounds before halftime so that they could score. I mean, he just, so he's just a handcuff you guys. And then Mike Williams was back, but only one catch for three yards. You gotta love the schooling he got after that from uh Yeah, not Phyllis. happy. Yeah. But Phyllis. he and, you know, I remember his huge game. He also had the fumble that lost him the game to the Jags. I mean, yeah. this is an issue. So the Kansas City Chiefs, Harrison Butker has made made uh last week made a field goal twenty plus yards, thirty plus Jerk. yards, forty Jerk. plus yards, fifty Jerk. plus yards, and two extra points. Jerk. 17 points. Awful human being. Yeah. Awful human being. Yes. I lost happen? because of Butker last week. Butker, you guys. Butker. So, yes, I started with a kicker. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? Not a great matchup, though, for Kelsey, but obviously, uh, other than Gronk, he's the only other tight end that's worth anything in the National Football League. Uh, Other than Ertz, when he's healthy, but, you know, worried about this concussion protocol. Uh, No quarterback has thrown more than one touchdown against the Chargers since week five, and that was oddly Eli Manning, just for a fun stat. Um, We're... We were excited for Alex Smith last week going up against the Oakland Raiders, but it was kind of like a Follies type situation. They just couldn't connect uh, for scoring. It was just a very weird game for him. Uh, So it's hard for me to suggest him with any confidence against the really tough Chargers and their pass rush and their corners. It's just, uh, Kareem Hunt had a huge game. That's actually how they won. So like, congratulations, Kareem Hunt. Uh, Finally back. Oh, dear Lord, right? Right. I'll say this. They say that the Chargers run defense is not good, um, but that's actually not true. And and this is really important. Look at what's happened recently and not just the overall year, you guys, because I'll say this. Last week, P. Ryan only rushed for 45 yards, seven yards receiving. The week before that, Crowell had 44 total yards. Duke Johnson had 12 total yards. Uh, LaShawn McCoy did rush for uh, over 100 yards on the team, but he was the only running back with more than 56 rushing yards against the chargers since week six. So we're not talking about a short amount of time here. We're talking about pretty much they give up a ton of yards at the very beginning of the season. And then it's been minimal. So I see like, you know, probably 10 points in Hunt's future, his normal like pedestrian side, but still upper side of the pedestrian. So I I, said, I don't think you're probably going to sit him because he was great last week, but I'm worried. Um, put, I'm putting Tyreek Hill in the sleepers because I'm realistic. It's a terrible matchup. He's been hot or cold. Um, it's been a while since he's had a game in the 30s for yardage and no touchdowns, so he's kind of due because he's kind of into that. No, he's not due. Uh, I need him to be terrible this week. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the, the last time he had a bad game, no, that's what I'm saying, though, is that I think that he's going to have 30 yards and no touchdown. And the last time that that happened was against the Denver Broncos because he's been really good lately, um, which is another really good defense. So he, when he plays good defenses, he can get shut down, and mostly because Alex Smith gets shut down. And you can't start this defense, just stop yourself. And this is a divisional game, though, so it could be crazy. Could be crazy. Could be really bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. We got the Baltimore Ravens, the Cleveland Browns. Another game that could get crazy. Crazy. A lot uh, of divisional games. <laughs> so uh, you're starting the defense. You're also starting Justin Tucker, always. Uh, Alex Collins, guys. I was telling Brandon that I played Alex Collins over uh, Howard this week, and I was furious that 
Buck Allen vultured his touchdowns, but uh, he still had 18 carries for 120 yards and a touchdown plus 46 yards off catches. Um, he has been consistently getting touches in the high teens the past month. Again, like Brandon said, it's always good to look last four weeks versus just season total overall. That shows you kind of the most recent trends. Um, and you know, he's also found the end zone the past four games. So he could have a huge game, but Buck Allen did vulture the two touchdowns and he still had a big game, but it could have been like monstrous. Um, Allen had six rush attempts for 25 yards. And as I pointed out and very bitterly, the two touchdowns. So I think Collins and Buck Allen have flex value and Collins has solid RB two to our low end RB one value this week. So I like both of them. You can play them in terms of sleepers. Mike Wallace had 72 yards off three catches. He has been trending downward in targets though the past two weeks. So I don't love that. This is a tough matchup. So consider him a wide receiver three hope for the best. Uh, but he's the only wide receiver on this team with any upside. In my opinion, yes, Jeremy Macklin does got 11 targets last week, but only caught three of them for 27 yards. That's an insane amount of targets to get to only catch three of them. Uh, and for less than 30, that's just terrible. Not enough upside to use him in your playoffs. Same with Chris Moore. He had a touchdown, but he's only targeted three times. He hasn't had more than four targets since week eight. Um, also, the volume is not there for you to use him in your playoffs. Ben Watson, he was only targeted one time uh, and he was not able to catch it, but he has a really good matchup this week. It'd be really risky, but there is a good chance that he'll actually score a touchdown this week. Just saying, but it'd be very, very risky, but all tied in calls are pretty risky. Danny Woodhead, not enough volume there. Again, only catching uh, four or five passes for 29 yards. And Joe Flacco, absolutely not. You do not risk your playoffs with Joe Flacco. Flacco. All right, the Browns. All right, so I was on the Fantasy Pros podcast again today, and my bold prediction was that Josh Gordon is going to outscore Corey Coleman rest of season. And let me That's tell you not, what. How is that bold prediction? I mean, no, that Corey Coleman is going to outscore Josh Gordon. Oh, I was like, oh. sorry. There we go. There we go. I was like, okay. why aren't you shocked? Um, so the problem is, is that Josh Gordon decided that, so the, the Green Bay Press Gazette ran a story about Demarius Randall, uh, a defensive, you know, cornerback, and how he held Josh Gordon to one catch when he was defending him. And obviously it was just when he was defending him because the guy got three catches at a touchdown. So off of six targets, which is again, 50%, but you know, whatever, we're not going to count that right now. So the point is, is that Josh Gordon took offense to it. And then he, um, quoted the tweet that the the Gazette sent out about the article and said, great win for them. Let's be serious. Considering several of our disadvantages as a team, this kid couldn't hold my jock strap on my worst day, LOL, and then tagged Demorius Randall in it. So here's my problem. Uh, you know who else is sending <laughs> sassy text messages who also had been suspended for extended periods of time? Martavis Bryant. Yeah. And remember, it was a bad sign. I think it's got a little bit weird. I'm really nervous. I, I think this was really bad. And the problem is, is what disadvantages? Because everyone interpreted it as Deshaun Kaiser. And poor Deshaun Kaiser. I just want to hug this kid. I, I mean, listen, I know he throws three interceptions a game. I get it. But like the poor guy, he's just getting pooped on by everybody. So my feeling is it's a little bit weird to say that the team has a lot of disadvantages when one of them was that their star wide receiver has been out of football for three years. So, I mean, I don't know. It was a little gutsy and I'm worried about it. So um, we'll see how that works out. And I know he's a fantastic talent, um, but hey, there you go. Now, cornerback Jimmy Smith is out for the Baltimore Ravens. So this is a good thing for the wide receivers. Um, and I will say that the number one wide receiver going up against Baltimore over the last few weeks have been 
crazy baller. But I'm not quite sure that's going to be Gordon. It may be Corey Coleman. And Corey Coleman actually had more targets, more catches, and also scored a touchdown. It was only five yards less than Josh Gordon last week, and no one is talking about it. Fun fact, when they played Baltimore earlier this year, that was Rashard Higgins' big game with seven catches for 95 yards. Remember that phase? That was adorable. That was Vincent Ravens. Um, (laughs) All right. So Deshaun Kaiser, you obviously can't play him, although I was right that he went off last week. I will will concede, Brandon. He did well. I believe uh, if you listen to our Sirius XM show, we have an I believe section. And I said I believed in Deshaun Kaiser last week in a great matchup, and he did well. Uh, absolutely not this week. Uh, the only other person that I do like, though, is going to be um, David Njoku because, um, listen, I you always throw darts throws for tight ends. And Baltimore Ravens give up a ton of touchdowns to opposing tight ends. So there you go. Duke Johnson and Isaiah Crowell are continuing to actually be pretty decent. So I actually like them as a flex as well. Mm-hmm. Both Theo Riddick and Tion Green two weeks ago scored a rushing touchdown. Obviously, Le'Veon Bell, you know, murdered them and should be arrested for what he did to them. Um, but yes, yeah, so I think they're decent and no one else. Come on now. Kickers, defense, stop. Done. Done. All right. We got the Cincinnati Bengals, the Minnesota Vikings. Obviously, everyone on the Bengals struggled last week against the Bears. This week isn't going to be any easier against the Vikings. So let's start off with the running backs. Joe Mixon is still in concussion protocol after getting injured two weeks ago. That is not good. Giovanni Bernard came in last week and did pretty well. Almost 20 fantasy points in PPR by having 130 total yards. Unfortunately, he's listed as questionable and was limited in practice. The good news is is that we're going to find a different option anyways because the Vikings give up the second fewest fantasy points to running backs. So if if you needed somebody – I don't think you're going to be going with Bernard regardless against the Vikings. Now I know Stewart tore the Vikings up last week, but I'm not putting all my eggs in Mr. Giovanni Bernard's basket this week. Okay. We're not going to do that. Brandon, would you do that? No, no. And I I was worried about Giovanni Giovanni Bernard last week, even, but this Joe Mixon again, concussion protocol has been really crazy this year. It is. Um, AJ green burned a lot of us last week, but you can't bench a guy that gets double digit nope. targets. Come on now. You're playing him. He has had good games recently, so you can't even Mike Evans him. Everyone else is on the bench. Andy Dalton, Brandon LaFell, Tyler Croft, awful matchup, bad team, bad offensive line. All is really bad. All right, the Vikings. <laughs> so for what Courtney just said is why you can play the Minnesota defense this week for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, Adam Thielen is a must-start as always. 13 targets, caught six of them for 105 yards and a touchdown. Just Thielen being Thielen. Oh, my and, God. You know, he was actually, so bad for the majority of the game, though. I was like, he was, and then Thielen? He, I know. And then he guy? came on. I was and he sh- should have had another touchdown that he dropped like, right at the end zone. So I, um, I, I will say this, Thielen. though. He was limited in practice on Wednesday, though, guys, and this is a new injury, but the word is that we should not be concerned about it. But as always, I want to make note of it because Thielen's a very important part of your roster and why you got to the playoffs. So make sure you pay attention that you have a backup plan just in case. Um, Kyle Rudolph. He caught three or five targets for 41 yards and a touchdown, but there's a pretty good chance that he does not play this week. He did not practice on Wednesday and he was seen in a walking boot. As somebody that's had a walking boot, you usually are not wearing it and you pop back into the game a couple of days later. So um, his fill-ins would be David Morgan or Blake Bell. Bell is who I would put my money on if you need to put your money on somebody. Um, but for how long it took Keenum and Rudolph to get some chemistry going, I'm not sure I would risk one of these tight ends in my lineup. It is a decent matchup, 
but this is more of a chemistry concern in my opinion. So uh, do what you need to, if you gotta pick one, go with Bell. Latavius Murray was a complete disappointment last week, <laughs> rushing nine times for a whopping 14 yards. Uh, it was a McKinnon day. Well, I guess if you can call 55 yards a day, um, but he should bounce back this week in a really favorable matchup. Again, Murray is the goal line guy. I think they'll be close enough to where he'll be able to at least go in for one touchdown. That's fine to play. Uh, sleepers, if someone will benefit from Rudolph being out, I think it will be Stefan Diggs, who caught 6 of 10 targets for 64 yards, and Jarek McKinnon, uh, who's a pass-catching back, which will take over some of those dink and dunk uh, passes that Kyle Rudolph would get. Uh, I would say that Stefan Diggs is a wide receiver 2, wide receiver 3, um, just because Thielen's been out for playing him, just plain and simple. So, uh, but 64 yards is still decent. So for Diggs and McKinnon, they have flex appeal in this nice matchup. Uh, but with that said, McKinnon's shoulder was limited to practice on Wednesday. So you will need to keep your eye on him as well. And I'm going to say that Case Keenum is a decent streaming option this week. I think he's going to run in for one touchdown this week. And he threw for 280 yards and two touchdowns last week. So I think uh, he could put up a nice little game for you if you need a streamer. Always. Always. Mm -hmm. All right, we got the New York Jets, the New Orleans Saints last week. <laughs> oh, it was the saddest thing I've ever seen. Especially for my team that's all Jets. Ah, it was the worst. A complete implosion. No Josh McCown this week. Oh, so sad. And again, yeah. Brendan's right. Don't make this about you, okay? Josh McCown has done Everybody else that doesn't own him dirty this year. Congratulations, McCown, for a great season. You've been fantastic. At, at 55, I've never seen a man play football like you. You're amazing. <laughs> Unfortunately, he broke his hand, has been put on IR. <laughs> I really can't get my head around it. I can't like really fully absorb it. Did you with see that, the press conference with Todd Bowles where he said that Josh McCown is one of his favorite players he's ever coached in his 17 years of coaching? Oh, I suppose like everyone says that. Say yeah, that. Everyone, everyone loves, loves McCown. Really yeah. Right, yeah. Oh. He had a great season though. Oh God, I love him. I know. It's really sad. I do really love him. So That's did your fantasy team. team. Anyways, That's gonna hurt. It doesn't matter. I was already dead last. All right. With that said, listen, I don't think you can start any of the Jets this week. That is it. This is a tough matchup, regardless if McCombs in or not. I mean, obviously, you'd be playing Robbie Anderson, maybe Will Powell, but that is just not going to happen this week against the Saints with no McCown, no backbone, no best player to ever play in the NFL. So with that said, everybody, everybody's on the bench for me, you guys. Robbie Anderson maybe is a flex if you're, if you can, if, you know, if you need it. But I really would not put money on any of this at all, at all. All right, Ashley, the Saints. So you're playing the defense because without Josh McCown, this is going to be a nightmare. Um, so you're definitely playing the Saints defense, who again have been pretty good this season, which I know seems like an oxymoron compared to the last five years, at least, of the Saints defense being like dead last in the league, but they're pretty good this year. So um, you're playing them. You're also playing Will Lutz. He's fantastic. Uh, I think I have him ranked in the top, certainly in the top 10. I think I'm top five actually this week. So you're also playing Will Lutz. Drew Brees completed 26 of 35 passes for 271 yards and two touchdowns. He did have a very uh, poorly timed interception at the end of the game. Um, but say what you will about Breeze, he is playing a QB-friendly Jets this week. So you are starting him 
don't get cute. You're in your playoffs. You were starting Drew Brees. Michael Thomas caught 10 of 14 targets for 117 yards and a touchdown, which was the most targets and catches he has had all season. Uh, and he's been turning up as of late. So I know that he was someone we've all been frustrated with and we're holding on to because he still is putting up decent enough numbers that you couldn't get rid of him. Uh, but this is a good time for Thomas to get hot, you know? So this is a great matchup. So I would say expect 100 yards again and probably another touchdown. So I think he's going to have another really great game. It's when Courtney swore him out. That's what it was. It was. I cursed him out and he did well. Yeah. Yeah. You're yeah. welcome, everyone. We need you to curse people a little sooner. Sorry about Evans. Me. It's not working with my yeah. Evans is not this. No, is what it is there. Uh, but Alvin Kamara, uh, that one hurt you a lot when he left the game with the concussion. Uh, he said he's good to go this week and he is expected to play. So it is a fairly tough matchup for running backs this week, but uh, you are not benching Great him. Great field position, I'm assuming. Or, yeah, you're not benching <laughs> him or. Uh, <laughs> Well, in theory, I mean, the defense, you know, they're, they're going to okay, punt the ball. The Jets are going to get it on the eight yard line. First play, interception. Boom. Just walk into the touchdowns. Just these running backs are just going to be walking we'll in. We'll see. Well, with that, you're, you're, you're playing both of them. Both yes. uh, Kamara as well as Mark Ingram. Again, they got you here. You continue to play them. Sleepers, Ted Ginn. He only was targeted twice. He caught both of them for 10 yards, but he didn't practice Wednesday with hurt ribs. Try to find another option in your wide receiver three or flex if possible. He's been pretty underwhelming the past couple weeks. Uh, I get this is a good matchup, but he really has not been producing for you, so you should hopefully be able to have a different option. And Willie Sneed, as always, uh, is not an option for you. All right. The very depressing news we got to talk about next. Philadelphia Eagles at the New York Giants. And it's not Eli Manning that we're talking about either. So this one was brutal. Uh, Carson Wentz underwent surgery Wednesday to repair uh, ACL, uh, which has devastated the fantasy community because Carson Wentz is a huge part of why you are in the playoffs right now. Uh, in particular, I want to give a shout out to my husband who had a minor meltdown, deservedly so. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> well, he beat me because of him, so he's fine. yeah. He says so, so he still had a great game, but you know. You obviously don't want to lose your quarterback in the playoffs. So uh, this guy, um, he's going to be out for the rest of the season. And it's going to be a 9 to 12-month healing process. So the Eagles will be rolling with Nick Foles rest of season. I get this is the match. Uh, a, this is the best matchup for the QB. But are you really going to risk your playoffs championships on Nick Foles? I don't think so. Okay, I get this is the best matchup, but do not do this. Nick Foles completed 6 of 10 for 42 yards. Uh, and in my opinion, this affects the entire receiving core now. I do want to say real fast, uh, we all play in a family league together, and Ashley's husband beat me last week for the playoffs. Um, but our dad is still in the playoffs now. Dad is playing against Brandon this week. But, no, me this week. Oh, against Ashley, excuse me, this week. And your husband did not pick up a quarterback, and he only had wins. So yes, our did. dad wanted me – no, he hadn't on waivers. Oh. So my dad wanted me to ask how much of a jerk should you be when it comes to waiver wires in the playoffs? Because dad, although not playing Tim, was going to pick up all four remaining quarterbacks that worth anything because your husband hadn't picked up a quarterback and he was first on waivers. So he was going to pick up everybody and so your husband would have to play like percent or something. I really hope my husband is listening to this who is currently at a bar with a friend because we're recording late. 
because uh, I think he's gonna love the fact that dad was strategizing how to completely screw him over. I think he'll like that. But in fairness, <laughs> he um, he was asking me opinions because he put in waivers for Bortles and Stafford. Um, I think he got them, if I recall correctly. But um, he got Stafford, I know. Yeah, he was asking me, and if he almost didn't ask me, he's like, well, are you going to pick them up knowing who I'm targeting? Because you know what? You should be cutthroat right now. If you can, you grab everybody that you can to completely screw over the person or the person you're going to play next if you have the ability to on your roster. Dad's already Dad. picked up all of your guys' handcuffs, just so you know. They're not available it's, it's, if you don't already a, own it's them. It's a smart thing to do, but yeah, I guess what we would say is that <laughs> roster management – Really, in weeks, um, more so weeks 12 and 13, as we're picking these guys up at least, you should have already had your handcuffs on your team in that case, in case there was an injury of that sort. So, again, it all depends on who you have on your roster. But, no, I mean. Anyways, I wanted to make sure we touched that for Dad. Yep, it's a good How question. Make sure. He, my husband wanted us to debate Stafford versus Bortles. And I was like, I can't do that. You're playing this. <laughs> but, um, anyway. Back to New Orleans. Um, Back so to not, the Eagles. Nick Foles, right? but Nick Foles was one. He asked me if he should pick up, and I was like, no. Are you really going to – I know it's the best matchup. But are you really going to put Nick Foles in over Blake Bortles or over Matthew Stafford? That's crazy. No. No. Um, so you're not doing that. And in terms of with Zach Ertz, it's, you know, he has cleared the concussion protocol, although we heard this last week, and then um, – he didn't clear the concussion protocol, but he did practice Wednesday, so that's a good sign. Uh, he will, at this point in time, most likely play. The Giants give up the most points to tight ends in the league, so you can definitely play Ertz, regardless of the fact that Foles is playing. Also, Alshon Jeffrey caught 5 of 11 targets for 52 yards and a touchdown. And while I do not think that you will see anything even close to the chemistry he had with Wentz, um, I do think Jeffrey will find his way into the end zone this week. So he, you can certainly play him. Sleepers, I'm unsure about Nelson Aguilar. Um, he did have 64 yards. He was targeted 11 times, caught eight of them. But I would say flex at best. I just don't know if I trust it with Foles in the mix. Um, awesome. I don't know if I'm loving that. But what I do love is Jay Ajayi uh, and LeGarrette Blunt. I think you can play both of them. The Giants are terrible at defending the rush. You don't really know which one's going to have the hot week. Before it was Blunt. Last week it was Ajayi. You don't really know. But I think they both could do well. I think they're going to re rely on the run. So, um yeah. Uh, right. Bench, Corey Clement, there's just, you know, play the odds. The odds is not in your favor that he's going to score. And Trey Burton obviously gets downgraded if Ertz comes back. And Torrey Smith is another person that uh, he usually has four targets under 30 yards. I know he had a 100-yard game last week, but don't, don't be tempted. Don't do it. All right, the Giants. So I, um, as a protest, didn't do a write-up on this team because it's not worth you. my time or my effort, and neither it just isn't for you either. When they have Rhett Ellison scoring more fantasy points than Evan Engram, you've made me cross. Wayne Gallman is now your dude because I guess that Orleans Darkwa um, was a McAdoo guy. Get, get out of here. So um, I hate everybody. And Eli Manning, of course, you know, only scored nine fantasy points. So, you know, there's that. Uh, they are going to start looking at Davis Webb eventually, but they're going to keep starting Eli Manning. And that's what they should have done to, from the get-go. Uh, so I, I don't really like anybody here. Um, Sterling Shepard, you know, um, hopefully he can get healthier. He had two catches for 16 yards last week. I don't know. So there you go. That's my whole write-up on the Giants, you guys. I hope you're not on your fancy team because you're in the they playoffs. I'll be unowned. All right. The Arizona Cardinals, the Washington Redskins. So Larry Fitzgerald 
he only had 44 yards last week, and that was not good enough. But he was overthrown a few times by Gabbert, including what should have been a touchdown. So uh, he should have had a much nicer day than he did. This is a much better matchup. So I think that Larry will return to wide receiver two numbers for you. So I think you can continue to play him. I know you're going to be a little nervous about it, but it is a better matchup. Kerwin Williams also rushed 20 times for 73 yards and caught a pass for 15 yards. He's had 16 touches two weeks ago, and then obviously the 20 touches this week. It seems like the offense feels pretty comfortable running plays through him um he has the best matchup on the team so i think that he will play a major role this week and he's a great flex option slash low rb2 i think you can put him in bench ap is still not practicing and honestly there's no time frame for his return and i don't think he's even going to return this season um and even coach arians went on to say that he's not sure he's going to return so just you know Put that in your bonnet. Do what you need to do with that in terms of your roster uh, management right now. But Ricky Seals-Jones, I also am on the bench just for the fact that he only was targeted three times and caught one for 20 yards. Two bad weeks in a row now after two strong weeks. But what I will say is the Giants get the second most points. So it it's quite possible a tight end will score. I just don't know if it's going to be him or Gresham. So I think uh, there's other tight ends that are, are going to be a little bit more of a secure option than him. Everyone else is on the bench. All right, Washington was everything last week. Kirk Cousins mm -hmm. and Vernon Davis nearly had the same amount of fantasy points in standard leagues, which was 8.8 .8 and 8.6 fantasy points. Amazing. Everyone else was worse. That's even better. Now, that was against the Chargers. As we said, Chargers are very tough defense. So weird to say out loud. This week, they get the Cardinals. Much better matchup. Again, very weird to say out loud. Everyone except Samaji Pirine. Pirine only had 45 yards off of 17 carries last week. The Cardinals give up the seventh fewest fantasy points to running backs, which won't help his situation out. I don't mind him as a flex because of his upside, but I am not putting him in as my running back to this week. And in fact, I have been trying to contemplate all my rosters that I have Pirine in, about what I'm going to do because I don't, like him as a sure bet. Now, as I said, everyone else has a nice matchup, but none of them are a must start. They all fit in the sleeper category. Start with Kirk Cousins, who has been going in the wrong direction the last three weeks with easy or matchups, except the Chargers, of course. I don't know if you can trust him. He is good in games against tough matchups and bad in games against tough matchups. Same thing with easy matchups. It really doesn't matter. There's no... There's no rhyme or reason for home and away games. That doesn't make sense either. So there's nothing that can predict Kirk Cousins' performance. I don't like him. I'm not playing him. Jamison Crowder and Josh Doxson are the same, guys. No rhyme or reason. None of these guys, none of these guys can be – I don't even think they know what's going on in their game plan. So nope. I say stay away from the Redskins. All right. We got the Green Bay Packers and the Carolina Panthers. Well, obviously, the big news of the week is that Aaron Rodgers is back, everybody. Yeah. So congratulations. Happy, happy Aaron Rodgers Day. Um, uh, listen, I, you know, he said, I'm cleared. Yay. Hallelujah. I'm back. Then Mike McCarthy came to kind of throw some, you know, a little wet blanket on that. A little shade. A little shade the way. We're going to, you know, uh, hope that he comes back. It's like, what? So, I don't know. I, I just would caution everybody to um, be excited. Uh, I think they're just playing gamesmanship. I think he's going to play. It's going to be fine. But I just want to put that out there into the ether. So it looks like he's cleared. It looks like he's good to go. Um, I am going to say this, though. Panthers are pretty good at defense. And yeah. I don't know if you guys remember this, but remember in 2015 when um, they rebroke Tony Romo? 
Oh, yeah. God. By down. driving him into the ground. Listen, I'm not saying. I'm just saying. Okay. That, <laughs> that I want them to protect Aaron Rodgers. And that's why I'm going to still play Jamal Williams. A, because he's clearly the guy over Aaron Jones at this point, which is great. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. I'm glad that that mystery has been solved. Uh, but B, because I think that they need to commit to the run game so that they are not getting Aaron Rodgers killed back there. So I, I am hoping that that is how they do it. Now, the Carolina Panthers are very good against the run, so don't get me wrong. But I think they're going to have to um, continue to keep that defense honest, though, and to keep them off of Aaron Rodgers because I do not want anyone driving Aaron Rodgers into the ground his first game back. That's all I'm going to say about that. Um, it's Aaron Rodgers. You would think that he would be, be A-OK. -okay. Um, if you look at the the game longs, it's kind of all over the map as, you know, really, really bad uh, quarterbacks do poorly against the Panthers. And, you know, good quarterbacks are doing decent. You know, they're not doing great, but they're at least doing decent. I think we can expect that from him. Um, he said, uh, that is Aaron Rodgers, said that he wants to get Jordy Nelson caught up on his stats for the year. I was just uh, excited. Give me, give me the uptick on Jordy. So hopefully that really happens. But, you know, I kind of believe it when I see it. But, yeah, I mean, get excited. Hopefully Jordy Nelson's back. I will say that there's been eight games in a row that Devontae Adams has scored a touchdown. He has scored a touchdown in every single away game. It literally, you guys, if it's an away game, Devontae Adams scores a touchdown. I think he continues that this week. Uh, Randall Cobb, uh, eight catches last week. That's huge. He's a wild card here. And really, I think the whole situation's a wild card because Aaron Rodgers is like just a completely different thing. So I don't know what to say about him, but I have him in my sleepers. Uh, and by the way, you can't play the Packers defense. I'm nervous about Mason Crosby and there will never be a reliable tight end in Green Bay, everybody. Stop trying to make that happen. Never, 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 never. <laughs> never gonna get it. <laughs> never get it. Wow, 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 wow. Okay. All right. Back to the Panthers. All right. The Panthers did so much better than I thought they would last week against the Vikings. If you had any of them on your bench last week, get them back in your lineup, you guys. I told you I didn't like Newton last week, but I like him this week. A few things to keep an eye on. He's listed as questionable, but I think he's just working out some kinks and all of that already injured shoulder. So there might be some weather. It's another thing. If those don't turn out too bad, put them in, guys. Put them in. Devin Funches managed to get double-digit fantasy points in standard leagues. Crazy. Funches is listed as questionable as well, but he should be fine. Green Bay has given up the third most fantasy points to wide receivers, so clearly you're starting him. You can start both Jonathan Stewart and Christian McCaffrey. You heard me. I thought both of them would be awful last week, but I was only partially correct um stewart was crazy good rushing yeah. no that was such yeah. an outlier that was so insane i don't you have yeah. zero apologies to give zero apologies that was nuts 103 yards and three no. touchdowns no bananas that was his third game in a row with a touchdown so i like him i think you can definitely start him and feel good that's three weeks in a row I don't think he's obviously not going to get you the points he got you last week, but he'll get do better. McCaffrey should bode well too. I know he was not great last week, but in most matchups, the receiving the receiving backs does very well against the Packers, so he should bounce back this week. On the bench, I am still holding off on Olsen, you guys. Sorry, he only had one target last week, and Green Bay gives up the second fewest fantasy points to tight ends. It's really weird seeing how they don't have any to practice against. Mm, yeah. okay. mm. I don't know. Doesn't make sense. Mm. All right. The Houston Texans of the Jacksonville Jaguars, the Texans. All right. There is nothing DeAndre Hopkins can't do. I know that. 
I know that now. Almost 25 fantasy points in standard scoring yep. with your third string quarterback. What? I hate to keep bringing this up, but this is how bad Brock Osweiler is. Even Yates can't <laughs> screw this up. You guys, I know. Now I get it. The Jags are a little different than the 49ers, but I don't care. Doug Baldwin, Paul Richardson, and Tyler Lockett had double digit points last week against the Jags when the Texans only put up seven points in, in week one against the Jags. You better believe that touchdown went to DeAndre Hopkins, you guys, along with 55 yards. I don't care. I love Hopkins. You're playing him. Now, in my sleeper category, Lamar Miller is a scary play this week. First of all, Alfred Blue is back now. I know that's not – he's nothing. It's not exciting. But it's going to take a few touches away. And, of course, Ellington is still taking the targets. I'm not saying not to play him but he hasn't had more than 61 yards rushing since week one. He is a very touchdown dependent running back and we know who gets the touchdowns Hopkins. So it's a little scary. It's a little scary. Wolf Fuller came back last week and saw five targets, which is promising, but I think it's too soon to put him in your lineup. Hopefully your championship isn't until week 17, because if that's the case, he faces the Colts. And therefore I like, Oh man, he should torch the Colts. Keep a hold of him. If that's when your championship, if it's next week, I'd look elsewhere because it's the Steelers. So, and Yates, did great last week, only throwing the ball 26 times. He had 175 yards and two touchdowns, no interceptions. And he rushed to 30, 31 yards as well, but you're not going to start TJ Yates in week 15 unless your name is Courtney Kirby. Okay. And uh, Stephen <laughs> Anderson. Courtney, you got a shout out on Twitter. I did? Yes, you got a shout out on Twitter. And let me, hold on. I just have to read it exactly because it was just too good. Um, And it was hashtag Courtney. You're a hashtag now. Hashtag Courtney's wait is over. TJ Yates will start. Yeah. Thank you, Jim. Jim. All season she's been waiting for Yates. I knew he was the backup to have. I just knew it. I just knew it. <laughs> you knew he was the backup of the backup to have. I knew he was the right. backup of the backup to right. have. No, I so never right Watson or Savage. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not talk about it. It's really depressing. Oh, what a rough year. <laughs> okay. And Steven Anderson, you suck. You ruined my life and most uh, everyone else's because tight ends um, were awful. In fact, we got a family text message stream going where a guy who did not make it to the playoffs goes, wow, you guys' tight ends are really tearing it up because all four of us that were playing, because two teams were on by, um, tight ends scored under three fantasy points. So it's really yep. impressive. Really impressive. Mm-hmm. All right. It the might Jets. be a record. Mm-hmm. Might be a record. And I was playing Jimmy Graham. So what does that tell you? And he <laughs> didn't a single catch. Not a single catch. Anyway, we're on to the Jags. Happier times. Happier times. Um, you're starting the Jags defense because of just the number one defense in the league. So there's no reason why you wouldn't start them. Yes. DeAndre Hopkins is going to score some touchdowns, but uh, you've also got Yates in the mix. So there's a good chance for some turnovers as well in there. So you definitely are playing the Jags defense. You're also playing Leonard Fournette. He rushed 24 times for 101 yards and a touchdown plus 18 yards receiving on four catches. Uh, he has scored in back-to-back games and has a good volume of touches. It may not be a good matchup, but the Jags, dare I say, have been hot as of late. And you play him regardless of matchup. Let's be, let's not kid ourselves. So Leonard Fournette did not practice Wednesday, and this was with a quad injury, which is actually a new injury and different than the ankle injury that he's been dealing with. 
So keep your eye on him uh, so that you don't get bamboozled like earlier this year when he was supposed to play and then got called as a late inactive like right before the game and a bunch of people didn't know. So uh, definitely have a backup plan if you need it because I'm a little nervous about the fact that it's a quad injury on top of an ankle injury. Sleepers, uh, Mar Marquise Lee caught five of six for 65. D.D. Westbrook caught five of eight for 81 and a touchdown. And Keelan Cole caught all three of his targets for 99 yards and a touchdown. Um, they're all sleepers, guys. Cole, what I will say, though, is Cole hasn't had more than three catches in any of the five games since Alan Hearns has been injured. So the upside is certainly with Lee and Westbrook. Um, and I really like Westbrook. He's looking pretty good. So um, they certainly have the upside. And Blake Bortles, he completed 18 of 27 for 268 yards and two touchdowns. Bortles has a great matchup against the Texans who give up the fourth most points at quarterbacks. Uh, and he's been decently hot as of late as well, scoring 22 points and 25 points and then 18 points last week. Uh, you can stream Bortles, guys. I know it's not a sexy stream, but you can stream Bortles, and I recommend it. And then bench, Alan Hearns is still not practicing, so... All right, you guys, Los Angeles Rams, the Seattle Seahawks. All right, you guys. So um, this team really kind of, you know, showed up against that tough matchup. It was mostly the Todd Gurley show. Uh, they lost, but it was a tough game. Uh, Cooper Cup put up 17.8 points in yeah, standard scoring, which is crazy. Watkins scored a touchdown, the huge. Uh, but Goff, like he usually does, again, in tough matchups, does not score a lot of fantasy points. 199 total yards, two touchdowns, one fumble, um, which is kind of a bad beat, but whatever. Uh, to be fair... Their tackle, Andrew Whitworth, was going in and out of the game all week uh, with an ankle and knee injury after getting rolled up on. But he seems to be fine. All the MRIs, the x-rays, and everything were negative. So that's good. So it looks like he's going to be playing this week. So hopefully that's good. Todd Gurley's always a must-start. I don't care about your matchups. Greg Zerline, always a must-start. You know what? Listen, they're going to take points where they can against the Seattle Seahawks. And last week, it was a lot of extra points, not a lot of field goals. Um, again, in terms of sleepers, this team very much tailors every single game plan very specifically to their opponent. So if you think about it right now, they're going on the road to Seattle, a divisional opponent uh, who's a tough defense, even on their second or third string guys, you guys, they, they're, they're not going to mess around here. I know Blake Bortles went off on him, but uh, I, I, I genuinely still think that they're, you know, people that you need to reckon with. And here's the thing. It looks like Robert Woods is on track to play this week. He almost played last week. He was listed as questionable. It was a game time decision. So I do think he's going to be back. So what do I think is going to happen? I think they're going to run the ball with Gurley. Uh, I think it's going to be the same thing that they usually do with golf. They're going to make it, keep it, you know, conservative, touchdown heavy, not a lot of yards, just chunk, 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 chunk down the field. Um, so what do you do with Robert Woods coming back? I'm not quite sure. I, I, this is what I'll say. I'm interested in cup still in PPR leagues. I think I would still start him regardless, especially if you have three wide receivers and or flex. Um, I would take a flyer on Robert Woods if I'm a little desperate. If my other guys have really terrible matchups, if I'm thinking, you know, maybe I just want to catch some magic in a bottle because I have injuries or Dontrell Inman or whatever. Uh, and then I would sit Sammy Watkins. I don't think there's any way that he uh, becomes the star of this particular matchup. Listen, of course, I could be wrong. There's three guys here, but that's how I feel about that. Um, listen, I... <sighs> Russell Wilson 
is one of the best football players in the National Football League. And of course, you know, listen, they're going to talk. Ash is going to talk about this next, and I'm not going to get into that. But would you ever start a defense against him right now? I mean, literally, yeah. you saw what happened with the Jags. I mean, stop. You know, I know the Rams are a good defense, but even if you only have what, just one, we are on week 15. You can now drop elite defenses if you're never going to play them again. And I think there's a possibility the Rams are one of them. And they, you can't start the tight ends. Uh, but I think next year, Gerald Everett is going to be the breakout player of the year. Just put it. Hey. All right, Ashley, Seahawks. Uh, so I'm going to start the gate with Russell Wilson, as Brandon says, because there is no scenario where you are not playing Russell Wilson. Uh, he played against the Jags last week, which was the hardest defense, and he still threw for 271 yards, um, three touchdowns. He did have three interceptions, but he also, what's great about him is he added 50 yards rushing um, off five carries himself. So Wilson's floor the last four weeks has been 21 points. Okay, that's the floor. I'm not saying ceiling. That is your floor is 21 points. So, yeah, you're starting even though he's playing the Rams in which he only scored 11 points earlier this year. But this is a home game now. Uh, and that is a game changer. So, Doug Baldwin caught three of six for 78 yards and a touchdown. Yes, you were playing Doug Baldwin. Jimmy Graham failed you with zero catches. He failed you. He failed me uh last week but you know what you're still starting him as well because up to last game the guy had scored in like six straight games he's touchdown dependent but he always gets a touchdown until last game but he will rebound this game i guarantee you you are playing jimmy graham sleepers p rich uh caught three of six targets for 72 yards and a touchdown tyler lockett caught four of five targets for 90 yards and a touchdown plus an additional 10 yards um care uh, rushing so both are flyers if you need someone lockett has a slight edge i'm gonna say this game as he has scored in back-to-back -back weeks and usually this season i've been more on paul richardson's side as the streaming option but i think in this particular matchup i think that lockett's the way to go it is a tough matchup for them but again i think that russell wilson will be able to make magic happen because he's russell wilson that's this is what he does at the end of the season mike davis uh rushed 15 times for 66 yards honestly that isn't that bad against the jags so the problem is he he was limited at Wednesday practice due to a rib injury. So I would say flex only, but please do not put your faith in anyone that is a Seattle running back in your playoffs. Just don't do that to yourself. Um, I don't like it. So um, Ben shading me McKissick again, he's a running back. So I don't like him 20 yards rushed three times for 15 yards on top of that. Nope. You are benching him as well, but I got into my playoffs. So JD McKissick, what am I going to do now? Ashley? Stop There's it. no way you got into your playoffs because you wrote J.D. McKissick. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just making it There's up. no way. Just, be, I mean, come on. Because no. her team is filled with these next two. Because if you miss Thursday night, don't worry. We got the next game of the week. Tennessee Titans and the mm -hmm. San Francisco 49ers. Woo! Bam. Bam. All right. Can we trust any of these guys for the Tennessee Titans? No. 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 Marcus Mariota is awful. Simply terrible he has more than double the interceptions than touchdowns in the last five weeks okay oof, oof, Stop oof, oof. him no one can play a guy like that that means you can't trust any of these receivers because none of them are named deandre hopkins matthews has a flyer potential maybe but i don't care who their matchup is you can't play these guys now the single receiver has had six or more fantasy points in standard links in the last three weeks not a single receiver you can start delaney walker fine because we're talking about tight ends here he didn't do much for us last week but he did see nine targets so 
That's good news. Fine. He had a touchdown in each of the two games before that, so you're playing him. This is where it gets tricky, guys. There has only been one running back that has had double digits since the 49ers bye in week 11. But before that, everyone was scoring on the 49ers. I would assume that if one of these guys is going to get the double digits, it's going to be Derrick Henry. He is the only one getting the ball at the goal line. So hopefully they find the goal line against the 49ers and Derrick Henry can get you decent flex points. Other than that, you guys, you can't start any of the receivers. Can't start DeMarco Murray. Can't start Marcus Mariota. It's just basically a Delaney Walker day. As for the 49ers, I like Marquise Goodwin this week. He saw 12 targets last week and had over 100 yards receiving. He was my believe wide receiver at our Sirius XM show last week. This is a decent matchup, so I think he could be a really good play this week. Carlos Hyde is not my favorite. He did do well last week, which I was not expecting, but I didn't see, I still don't see the consistency that I like to see in week 15 out of my running back. So I will say it was encouraging to see him finally do well against a good defense last week, which Tennessee is a good defense actually against the run themselves. I just, I worry. Now there's not a lot of running back options, so you probably are starting him. And he's probably one of the better options out of the really bad options. But it's just it worries me. And on my bench, I'm not starting Garoppolo in week 15, but he did do better than I thought last week. You can put him in in a quarterback two league. Um, Trent Taylor was a bust last week. Um, I'm looking elsewhere for a flyer for my wide receivers if you need one. All right, we have the New England Patriots, the Pittsburgh Steelers. Okay, just a real quick note from our wonderful listeners on YouTube, which, by the way, you can also watch the show on YouTube if you um, can't sleep at night because we record super <laughs> late. But uh, we always post it on our Twitter handle. Uh, but some guy just said, off topic, I'm watching MTV Classic and REO Speedwagon came on. I've been singing, I can't fight this feeling anymore. See, you guys, <laughs> once you, you, it, a- you can't unhear it. We just do a Thielen medley. You guys, there are so many goodies out there. Please send them to us at HerFantasyFB on Twitter. We'd love to hear it. So the Patriots uh, obviously got embarrassed uh, in primetime by the Miami Dolphins. I, you know, uh, you know, Todd Brady's been on the injury report with that Achilles injury for quite some time. We're not entirely sure um, how much that's really affecting him, whether it's just that he can't get his footing, or what the deal is, or if he's just 40 years old. Um, we're not quite sure. I don't want to live in a world yet where Tom Brady has three bad games in a row because I'm pretty sure that means that we're there's the impending apocalypse happening. So I just I'm not ready. And so I can't tell you to sit him this week against Pittsburgh Steelers. I have a difficult time believing that he's going to blow it against Big Ben in this game. He, he won't. He won't. I I it it's he's it's had two bad games. Miami always plays them tight. Every year they almost Miami almost beats them or beats them in one game. So um I don't think he's gonna show up and do poorly against the Steelers. There's no I just don't think so. Yeah, and I, I'll say this. I, you know, supposedly this is a bad get, matchup against Pittsburgh. And again, always look back, you guys, because it's interesting. It all started uh before their week nine bye, and the Steelers allowed 423 passing yards to Matthew Stafford. They came back after their bye. Week 10, Brissett threw for 222 yards and two touchdowns. Week 11, Marcus Mariota went over 300 yards against them. Um, 
listen, if four interceptions, you know, which is not good, but you know, still that's a huge amount of yards. Week 12, Brett Hundley threw for 245 yards and three touchdowns, no interceptions. And then in week 13, Andy Dalton threw for 234. Week 14, Joe freaking Flacco threw for 269 yards mm-hmm. and two touchdowns. I'm just saying Tom Brady is better than every single human being I just listed. I just can't imagine him blowing it again. That's all I'm going to say. I just, it's too crazy. So there you go. Um, you have to start Burkhead because he's getting all the red zone work and you have to start Deion Lewis because he's the guy getting them there and he looks yep. really good. Deion Lewis is an incredibly exciting player and I'm kind of sad that they won't give him the ball so that he can actually score touchdowns. Ah, but um, yeah, so that's how I feel about that. You can't start James White at all anymore. Mike Gillisley may be the saddest fall from grace story ever. I hope he's not typical, ruined forever. Typical Patriot story. Yeah, I know. It's just sad. Which means he'll be the highest scoring running back in your in week 16. championship. Mm-hmm. Right, mm-hmm. right, right. Exactly. So, you know, whatever. Rob Gronkowski's back from suspension. You always start him. Um, two bad games in a row for Brady meant two bad games in a row for Brandon Cooks. I don't think it's necessarily because Chris Hogan came back or anything else because he only had one catch for five yards for crying out loud. Um, off of five targets, by the way. Chris Hogan didn't yeah. look good either. And by the way, also on the injury report again with that shoulder injury, uh, may have come back a little too soon. I think if Brady's bouncing back, Cooks is bouncing back. Uh, but I understand the hesitation. You always start Goskowski. Uh Kenny Britt joined the team, though, and I'm just going to put that out. That one's intriguing to me. I am so sick of how do they keep doing this? How to describe players get cut from their team and always end up on the Patriots. I don't get it. I'm going to end with that because I'm just too cranky. And then, yeah, no Danny Amendola, even though he had a good game. Again, if Chris Hogan gets remotely healthy, I just think that's over. Don't start the defense. Steelers. Steelers. Uh, Easiest time to write up ever. They're on a hot streak. Am I ever going to tell you to sit Big Ben at home? No. No. What about Antonio Brown? (laughs) No. Le'Veon Bell? (laughs) No. Okay. Uh, (laughs) I'm going to mention Chris Boswell, who, by the way, uh, is a must-start with seven or more fantasy points in each week since week seven and 11 or more in three of the five. I don't even know how many of your wide receivers you can say that about right now. Juju is going to come back from his suspension. I'm not quite sure how much usage he's going to be, but if you want to use him as a flex because they score a ton of points, I understand that. Uh, Jesse James got 10 of his 12 targets for 97 yards last week. Did you guys, you know, and this is also... Uh, while uh, Vance McDonald caught four of his yeah. six targets for 52 yards. I don't know what was going on. I'm not going to see that repeating again this week. I can't possibly tell you that as an analyst, but it was intriguing. Martavis Bryant's too low on the target share list to even talk about, and uh, I'm not going to tempt fate with the Steelers' defense against Brady, even though, obviously, I mean, it didn't look great last week, but I, I just, no, I'm not going to do it. Yep, yep. I just picked up some a new defense in both the leagues. I have the Steelers' defense. Moving on. Moving on. All Moving right, got the Dallas Cowboys, the Oakland Raiders. Dak completed 20 of 30 passes for 332 yards and wow. three touchdowns plus 13 yards on six carries in his redemption game. Thank you, God. Thank God. Because I was one of those people that was telling you not to play Dak Prescott, but when I would go look at my waiver wire, I had zero options better than Dak Prescott, so I just had to sit there bitter with his terribly scoring games the last few weeks. So we're okay, guys. It's okay because the Raiders have been terrible, so Dak should be able to put up another 20-plus point game this week, which is good news for you. Um, Alfred Morris, he rushed 62 yards on 19 carries plus three catches for 23 yards. I know that this was a Rod Smith game last week. He had a hell of a game, but Morris is the consistent workhorse here. He did. He out touched 
uh, Rod Smith. He literally doubled the touches there. So it seems that they have found uh, the role for Rod Smith is at pass catching back. And after his killer performance last week, which was six carries for 47 yards and a touchdown plus five catches for 115 yards and an additional touchdown, uh, I think he has solidified a role on this team. I think they have finally kind of figured out how they're going to use both of them. And I think that you can play both of them. It's a decent matchup. It's not great. It's not bad. Uh, but I think both will be able to produce. So I like both of them. Des Bryant caught three of five targets for 73 yards and a touchdown granted 50 of those yards came off one play, but I don't care how you get your points. I don't care. Uh, Des is a wide receiver too this week. So you can play him. Jason Winton, who was one of my sleepers, and I think he was my believe tight end on our serious show. Um, he came down with only one catch for 20 yards, but he had a touchdown off his two targets. So I said he's going to get a touchdown. He did. Uh, <laughs> I am concerned, which he is trending down from the five targets the week before. Still, it is a great matchup for tight ends, which means that he has the best matchup of all the receivers on this team, and he has scored in back-to-back -back weeks. So I think he finds the end zone again this week. So I think you can, again, play Jason Witten. He is a good filler for that. Bench, you're not playing Cole Beasley or Terrence Williams. They just don't have enough volume there. Um, and I do want to make note of news that Dan Bailey, um, according to Jerry Jones, has a minor hamstring injury. He did miss some field goals, which is very unlike Dan Bailey. Um, so keep an eye out for him. Kickers do matter if they aren't playing or if they're hurt. So there are other kickers out there for you to go grab that may do better this week. All right, the Raiders playing the Cowboys. And this actually isn't the best matchup for Mr. Marshawn Lynch. They have only given running backs a double-digit performance in two games since their buy in week six. So I will say, though, Lynch has been beast mode for the yeah. last three weeks, scoring a touchdown in each of those games. I'm still, I'm still going to start him, guys. I'm still going to go with him, even though this could be tough. I think he will find the end zone again. Make it four weeks in a row. There wasn't much to go around last week for receivers, so I will talk about Carr in a minute. But Crabtree still managed to get seven receptions for 60 yards and a two-point conversion. Dallas gives up the fifth most fantasy points wide receivers, so I'm still playing Crabtree. Jared Cook did well last week with yeah, 75 yards and his, and his first touchdown since week three. He's listed as questionable, but did have a limited practice on Wednesday. So as a tight end, this isn't an awful flyer at all. Although every time you say to play Jared Cook, although he I said perform. he was a sleeper yep. last week, he Unreal. doesn't perform. It's amazing. It's like you put it out there in the atmosphere and it just oof, sucks everything out of it. Um, and on my bench, Derek Carr continues to do him. I had hopes for him last week against a struggling Chiefs defense, but he was really bad again through 41 times. That's a lot. That's a lot. For 211 lot. yards, one touchdown, and two interceptions. Oof. How do you start a guy like that? You don't. He's on the bench. Amari Cooper didn't practice on Wednesday. You can't play him even if he plays. I'm so excited for our recap show because it's like, which one was a bigger bust? There's so many options. So many options in 2017. <laughs> really surprise. And, and the people so with injuries aren't even on my mind. No. Yep. Like, no. I don't, I, Odell Beckham is still an angel. Yep. I have yes. no problems with him. No, thank I, you. I have problems with Amari Cooper. That's right. Mike well, Evans. That's Mike Evans. Mike so Evans. It's almost yeah. like, thank you, OBJ, for just getting injured so I know I can't play you. 
Right. It was fine. I, it's I, fine. I listen, and that's sad. Clear cut at that point. Of course. It's like, you know, but I mean, some people get angry at players that are injured. That never makes sense to me. But you can be angry at people that just can't catch the ball. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, for sure. Amari Cooper, Sorry. you're, you're on the, up, up there, man. You're up there. All right. So obviously you can't play Cooper. All right. Let's move on to Monday night football. <laughs> the Atlanta Falcons, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Oh, yeah, baby cans. Here we are. We're here with Atlanta. All right, so here's how I feel about this. Uh, Tevin Coleman is still in concussion protocol. He suffered the concussion uh, while playing against the New Orleans Saints. Uh, I, I still do not know under, understand how they won that game. There's in it football. It still has blown my mind. <laughs> Crazy. <laughs> we'll get more into that, but whoa. Uh, I, I'll say this, though. Uh, Freeman outtouched Coleman 24 to 9 on Thursday Night Football. I still think if Coleman plays, it'll be a little dicey. It is a great matchup. And Tevin Coleman was great the last time that he played Tampa Bay. And Freeman didn't play when they played in week 11 uh, right, or totally week 12. Different. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. Uh, Coleman scored 21.7 points though. So uh, I think it's gonna be a big game for one um, of them. And it's probably gonna be Freeman. Uh, Remember that last Tampa Bay game where Julio Jones caught 12 of his 15 targets for yeah. 253 yards and two touchdowns? You know, I do remember it because I was playing against Julio that week. Yeah, so I yeah. do remember that You were either with him yeah. or against him then. Mm. So anyway, we're back with Tampa Bay. Uh, so, And then also one of the touchdowns was thrown by Mohamed Sanu. And again, the flex extraordinaire of the year, Mohamed Sanu. And not only did he throw a touchdown – to Julio Jones. And again, fun fact, has a perfect passer rating in the National Football League. That is Mohamed Sanu, everybody. Um, <laughs> he also caught eight of his nine targets for an additional 64 yards. This guy is a really good football player, like straight up good at everything football player. And I, I find him really fun to watch. And also, again, I just think his floor is incredibly high for the flex position. I don't know if you can get much higher than that. Um, middle linebacker Deion Jones was named NFL Defensive Player of the Week for Week 14. Um, this defense only scored two fantasy points when they uh, faced off against the Bucks. Again, that was a uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick game, though. And if you watched Jameis Winston play last week, fire him up! <laughs> Fire yep. up the Falcons defense because what is Jameis Winston doing other than eating W's? And by the way, did you see Joe Flacco's press conference where he was dared to do an impression of the eating of the W? No, I did not see this. I feel like he I need to YouTube ate it immediately. The w. I can't even do that. <laughs> please, no, please, please show us how to eat the W, Brandon. And, and. And people were like, I went out there. It was Joe Flacco. <laughs> it was wrong. Anyway. Um, Joe will surprise you. But I love that all the players are like, what's wrong with this guy? Anyway, uh, Ryan, Matt Ryan looks spooked. Obviously, um, you know, he did go over 300 passing yards the last time these two teams met. Um, but wow, hard to trust. Three interceptions against the Saints, zero games with more than two passing touchdowns all season. And by the way, again, one of the touchdowns that he should have had, it was actually to Mohamed Sanu the last time they played. So whatever. Uh, the only bad matchup is for Austin Hooper and he doesn't get enough volume anyway. All right. Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I thought the Bucs were going to have an off game and they sure did. No one was worse than Mr. Mike Evans. Last week I told you Evans isn't a must start. And although I will never say to bench Mike Evans because I just can't, you know, just can't get yelled at for saying. Yeah, that's just mm. crazy. Um, 
I won't again, and I won't again this week tell you to bench him, but he continues to be awful, you guys. He had his fourth game under five fantasy points. His targets have been cut in half the last two weeks, and he hasn't had a touchdown since week seven and has yet to have a game over 100 yards or more all season long. Now, Atlanta gives up the seven fewest fantasy points to wide receivers, and the last time they met, Evans had only 7.8 fantasy points in standard scoring. Crickets. That's what you hear. Yikes. Yikes. What else? At what point can we actually say, don't start Mike Evans? I don't know. I don't know. I think I'm there. I'm there. I was there actually last year, but, but I shouldn't have been, but I'm definitely there this year. It's well, scary. I remember listing him as my first round bust, and people were like, you're crazy. And now I'm like, oh, I'm glad I have that in magazines that I can point to. Boom. All right, you guys. And that also means no to Deshaun as well, um, which means no Watson or no Winston. Excuse me. We have him ranked outside our top 20, so that's saying something. Can't do it. Mm-hmm. I don't love what's going on in this backfield lately either. Martin has struggled so that they get Peyton Barber more involved. I do like Barber over Martin. He's averaging over 4.5 yards a carry over the last two games, and that is hopeful. Unfortunately, it's still a timeshare. Martin is averaging just under 3.5 yards in his last two weeks. So the last time they played the Falcons, Peyton had um, only had seven yards but two touchdowns and Martin had 33 yards and no touchdowns. So again, even though he only rushed or only had seven yards, it doesn't matter. He's still got the fantasy points. So if you're going to have to start a Tampa Bay back, it's going to be Peyton Barber. Okay. We're in week 15 people, 2017. (laughs) Nothing feels right. I'm telling you, you maybe can start Peyton Barber, but not, not Mike Evans. I don't know. It is it's what it so is. So 2017. It's so so 2017. And of course, it was so 2017 to have Jay Cutler ball out going up against Tom Brady in prime time. Yep. I was like, of course he did. Well, and you mentioned you when you were talking about um uh Muhammad Sanu about like what can he do? I was like, you know who he reminds me of? Terrell Pryor. What happened to that guy? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. Bye, 2017 Terrell. happened to that guy. Along with uh, many other people. I was on the Fantasy Alarm radio show uh, Tuesday night. Yes, yes, that was just last night. And um, they asked, like, what players made you drink this season? And what they don't know is that I drank through the whole fantasy football podcast. But um, I said Jamison Crowder. And someone else said, well, actually, for me, it was Terrell Pryor. And I was like, well, no. And inadvertently, he also made me drink because I actually didn't believe in him. So I picked up all the Crowder because I was like, oh, he's yes. going too early. So I'm going to get Crowder late. I'm a genius. And then Crowder didn't do Both anything bust. week eight. <sighs> now he's back to not doing anything because Washington Redskins is the worst team in the NFL. It's so really upsetting. <laughs> really upsetting. Yeah. So I think yeah, that's there's a, a lot of drinking to go around for several people that ruined our fantasy league. And again, you don't even have to talk about the guys who got injured. David Johnson, no. Dalvin Cook, They're off the Aaron Rodgers, OBJ. Those are huge names. And those guys aren't going to affect you the way that these jerks are who play every week. You feel like you have to start them. And then they cooper all over you. 
and it just sends me sideways. All right, you guys, it's week 15. Good luck in your championships. Any questions, hit us up on Twitter at HerFantasyFB. If there's any of those late time injury reports, what's going on with my life, how do I deal with Sunday, please listen to our radio show on SiriusXM Fantasy Sports Radio from 9 to 11 Eastern on Saturday night. And as Brandon mentioned earlier, there's not only a Thursday night game, but there's two Saturday night games starting at 4 p.m. Eastern. So make sure you set your lineup Thursday before the game, Saturday before the two games, and Sunday morning before the rest of the games. All right? Good luck, everyone. I pray to you that you make it to your championship and nobody screws you over like Mike Evans. Until next time, no more faking it. 